the Women Changing the World podcast, a podcast on a mission to bring you some of the most amazing women I know who are doing incredible things to generally make the world a better place. From corporate sustainability to straight up magic and everything in between, you'll meet the real life humans who are birthing the new. I'm your host, Liz Best, and I'm here to amplify the stories and voices of women who are changing the world. Welcome to another new episode of the Women Changing the World podcast. This summer, I'm hosting a bunch of quick hit solo episodes on the topics that I get asked about all the time. Today, we're talking all about something that was so, so, so critical to the very beginning of my business, and that is identifying your dream clients. I feel like one of the most important exercises I did when I was first getting started was to figure out who the heck it was that I really wanted to work with. Uh, It helped me get really positive feedback. It helped me get a ton of referrals because people knew exactly who to send my way. And it helped me write all the content for my website, my emails, um, and basically everything that I was creating to put out into the world. So... We're going to talk today about all things dream client, who your dream clients are, how to find them, and why knowing who they are is critical to launching your business or your next offering. So before we get into the dream clients discussion, I thought the first thing we can talk about is why it is important to know who your dream clients are. And I have to start with like the cheesiest quote that I don't know who actually said it, but uh, you probably have heard it before, this idea that the riches are in the niches. I know it's so cheesy and honestly, it's kind of a bomb, but I think there's something so true about it. Um, You know, I think so often, especially when you're first getting started in your business, you can feel like it's safer to be for everyone. And I am here to tell you that that is just not true because if you're for everyone, you're actually for no one. And so I think to the extent that you can be as specific as possible about who it is you want to serve, how you're going to help, (laughs) and why, uh, that's how you create magnetic marketing. That's how your friends, former colleagues, family members know who to send your way. Um, It really, really helps with so many aspects of your business, you know, everything from, again, figuring out like, what you're going to offer, what you're going to do, what resonates with people. Like you need to know who your people are. Um, It's hard to have a very persuasive call to action when you don't know who you want to take the action. Um, And so again, figuring out who you're talking to, in my experience, just makes it so much easier to talk about all the things. And entrepreneurship is hard enough without you having no idea who you're talking to. So listen to today's episode to get all the details and how I figured out 
who I was talking to <laughs> when I was first getting started. Um, you know, one of the things that my coach, Amelia Travis, first broke down for me, and it was like such a light bulb moment, is that there's two different pieces to figuring out who your dream clients are. There's the demographic piece, which is stuff like age, sex, location, job title, industry, um, years of experience, like all kind of like more hard, factual, like indicators, stats, if you will, on, on a person. So like as an example, I work mostly with women who are between the ages of I'd say like 25 and 45-ish, um, women, people who identify as women, uh, people who are primarily urban, but not exclusively urban, um, based mostly in the United States, but not exclusively in the United States, but likely with some connection to the business community in the United States. People who are anywhere from manager to VP level um, working in the ESG space. And those are all examples of like demographic information. But the other piece, and I think this is really where so much of the gold is, is psychographics. And that's what people are thinking. <laughs> and I think when it comes to selling something, whatever it is, whether it's a product, a physical product or a service, um, knowing the thoughts that someone is having that would like lead them to your thing is so critical. And knowing like what people want, what they need can help you shape whatever it is that you're creating in a way that it's actually going to add a lot of value. Um, so what are examples of psychographics? Uh, again, these are thoughts that people are having. So like the number one thought that my many of my clients have is the question, is anything I'm doing making an impact? So if you're listening and you're wondering if anything you're doing is making an impact, congratulations, you're in exactly the right place. That is probably the number one question that the women in my world are asking themselves. And there's lots of other questions too, like how on earth do I clone myself? <laughs> Why aren't there more hours in the day? Um, you know, there's also qualities in addition to the thoughts that people are having. So um, again, hat off to Amelia because one of the things that she shared with me that I was like, oh my God, it's me, is like her ideal clients are women who will go skinny dipping, but won't be the first one to go skinny dipping. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so seen with that statement. That is 100% me. And I think that's something that's also true for my clients. Um, so again, these are qualities uh, within different people. So often people that I work with are feeling... Um, undervalued in their current role. They're women who are ready for more. They're women who have some, even if it's tiny, like spark of belief that they they were meant for more, that they deserve the life of their wildest dreams. Like there's some like voice that's whispering like, this isn't it. Um, and so these are, again, some of the different like psychographic elements of who I ideally want to work with. So how do you figure out what the people that you ideally want to work with are thinking? <laughs> if you're asking yourself that question, uh, don't worry, I'm getting there. Uh, the thing that I found so helpful in really like getting clear on both demographic and psychographic data for like in defining who my dream clients are is dream client interviews. Um, you know, it's, Definitely not something I hear. I feel like I don't hear enough people talk about this, but 
you want to know what people think about something, a lot of times you can just ask them and they will 100% tell you. And so (laughs) this is something I've done at several different junctures in, in my business. It's something I continue to do. It's something I will do again this fall for something new that we're cooking up over here. Um, But really, it's like getting on the phone with people. Like, think about who are the, like, 5 to 10 to 20 people who you think, based on, like, your own initial dream client mapping, who are the people who you think would be your dream clients? Um, And then come up with a list of questions that you would like to ask them to help you get a better understanding of who they are, what's important to them, what they need, what feels sticky, Um, You can also like ask, it'll be like, hey, I'm thinking about this or this, like which of these two options do you think resonates more? People are so generous. I really can't, I mean, I've been so lucky, but I feel like people are often willing to tell you the answers to all these things, but you really have to take the initiative and get on the phone or on the Zoom or at the coffee shop um, to sit down with them and ask them. So when you're thinking up your questions for what you want to ask your dream clients, I'd say really think about like fears, pains, goals, desires, needs, what's not working, what's really broken, where they hang out, where they get information. I think also building off of this, like if you are thinking about using some of this in some marketing capacity, then it can be really, really helpful to know where the people that you want to be talking to actually are and how they prefer to get their information. So as an example, if all your people are hanging out on TikTok and you're posting everything on LinkedIn, then it probably is going to feel like you're shouting into the void. Um, Or if most of your people really prefer to get information in their inbox, but you're pouring your heart and soul into a blog and then not emailing people with a link to the blog or the text of the blog, it may feel like it's not landing as much as it could be. So as part of the dream client interview process, I'd really suggest like ask people like, again, fears, pains, goals, desires, needs. And then where they get their information. Um, And please, again, don't feel like you need to keep this super umbrella. I think the more specific that you can get in like testing assumptions or giving people options, the better. Because again, I have found people, women in particular, are so generous, really happy to share their advice. Um, And I often frame these asks as advice because that's exactly what it feels like. Um, But get them to tell you what they think and use that, take the time to synthesize that and use it to inform whatever it is that you're creating. Because I think being clear on like the avatar of who it is that you want to serve, why you're starting the thing, why you're creating the thing is going to make it so much easier to talk about the thing, to get on sales calls or what I call alignment calls, to see if someone's the right fit, to see if you're the right fit for someone. Like, you have to know who the right fit is first before you can assess whether someone's the right fit for you. Um, And again, I think the more specific you can be on a lot of this stuff, the better. So if you've figured out who your dream clients are and now you're like, okay, cool, got it. Um, How do I talk to them? (laughs) And again, I think the answer here is like, it totally depends. Where are they? Um, But I will also note that I think in many, many cases, your 
dream client is in some way, shape, or form a past version of you. You would probably not be drawn to solving the problem that you're solving if there isn't some past version of you who would benefit from the solution. There's totally exceptions to this rule. There's exceptions to every rule. Um, and I think when you are thinking about content, especially if it's something where like you're a service provider, you're a solopreneur, think about like how, what you did in someone's situation. Think about like what you did to address a challenge. Think about what you did to pursue an opportunity. Think about like how you can brag. I know that's so uncomfortable for many of us as women. Um, and it's something that like, I so love reading from other people. Like what are some of like your credentials, your accomplishments, what qualifies you to now coach or consult or help with like this issue? Um, a lot of times telling people like why it is that you're qualified to do this. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing why you're qualified to do this thing. Um, I would like to work with you. Um, so yeah, thinking about in terms of you know, other types of content, like how did you get to where you are now? Um, this is where telling your story and like along the way, sharing like some of your own like wins and lessons and learnings can be really helpful. Think about, yeah, things that you've learned um, when you're thinking about content, like what quick tips or tricks can you teach people and what can you give someone in, you know, five, 10 minutes or less that's going to really genuinely help them with some of these fears, pains, goals, or help them get what they desire. I could go on and talk about this for a very, very long time. <laughs> I do think um, I will leave it here in terms of figuring out who your dream clients are, having interviews with them, and creating content that speaks to them. Uh, just to quickly recap, one, figure out who they are. Think about both demographics and psychographics when you're defining like who your ideal client is. Step two, identify people who you think could be dream clients, ideally at least five of them, and get on the phone with them. Come up with an interview guide, come up with a list of questions to ask them, get a sense of their fears, pains, goals, hopes, dreams, desires, People will tell you almost anything if you ask. Uh, be prepared to offer something in return, too, as a thank you. Often people are willing to give advice for the sake of giving advice, especially if they know you already and they like you and they trust you and they want to help. Um, but also if there's anything that you can offer in exchange for someone's help with your market research, would definitely encourage you to think about how you might be able to reciprocate that. And then once you've sat down and had those interviews, once you've really had a chance to kind of like vet your assumptions about who your dream client is, you want to start writing content that speaks to your dream clients. Think about how you can really speak directly to them and think about like, again, if they are in some way, shape or form a past version of you, what kind of information would you have found really helpful when you were in that moment? Um, and some of the content you can create can like inspire hope. For the future, some of it can even just express solidarity with the challenges that they're going through. Um, you can show them what's possible, show them like where, how you've gotten to where you are today from where you were. Uh, you can give them tips, tricks, and recommendations for things that they can do um, to address something that's sticky with where they're at. Um, but really, there's there's just so much you can do, and I think there's, in my experience no substitute for having like a really super crystal clear who for who you're here to serve because 
uh, when life and work and all the things get tough, it's I found it so helpful to just remember uh, my who and my why um, and to just be really clear on that piece. Thank you so much for making time for this episode. We'll be back next week with more tips, tricks, and secrets from my business. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Women Changing the World podcast. Please rate and review the Women Changing the World podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe for future episodes. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is liz.best, that's L-A-S dot B-E-S-T, or you can find me on LinkedIn by searching my name, Liz Best. Join my mail list by visiting elizabethbest.com slash monthly meditation and you'll receive all the latest updates on events, retreats, and opportunities to work with me, plus a monthly love note from my heart to your inbox. I am so excited to keep in touch and I'll see you in the next episode.